Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. We are back for part two. <laughs> and let's go into um, the book of Esther, chapter three. Family, this is what the Lord said to me as I was like um, in his presence. And I was like, Lord, if you download into me what you want me to say. If there's anything you want me to say. And the first thing he said to me was signed, sealed, and delivered. I said, signed, sealed, and delivered. And then he led me into Esther. So let's just get right into this word. This is part two from the word that was just posted. And it says, sometime later, King Xerxes prompted Haman, son of Hamatha, the Agite, over all the other nobles, making him the most powerful official in the empire. All the king's officials would bow down before Haman to show him respect whenever he passed by. For so the king had commanded. But Mordecai refused to bow down or show him respect. Then the palace officials at the king's gate asked Mordecai, why are you disobeying the king's command? They spoke to him day after day, but still refused to comply with the order. So they spoke to Haman about this to see if he would tolerate Mordecai's conduct since Mordecai had told them he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not bow down or show him respect, he was filled with rage. He had learned of Mordecai's nationality, so he decided it was not enough to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Instead, he looked for a way to destroy all the Jews throughout the entire empire of Xerxes. So in the month of April, during the 12th year of King Xerxes' reigns, lots were cast in Haman's presence. The lots were called Purim to determine the best day and month to take action. And the day selected was March 7th, nearly a year later. Then Haman approached King Xerxes and said, There is a certain race of people scattered through all the provinces of your empire who keep themselves separate from everyone else. Their laws are different from those of any other people, and they have refused to obey the laws of the king. So it is not in the king's interest to let them live. It, it pleases the king issue a decree that they be that they be destroyed. And I will give 10,000 large sacks of silver to the government administrators to be deposited in the royal treasure treasury. The king agreed, confirming his decision by removing his signet ring from his finger and giving it to Haman, son of Hamatha, the Agite, the enemy of the Jews. The king said, the money and the people are both yours to do as you see fit. So on April 17th, the king's secretaries were summoned and a decree was written exactly as Haman dictated. It was sent to the king's highest officers, the governors of the respective provinces and the noble of each province in their own scripts and languages. The decree was written in the name of King Xerxes and still with the king's signet ring. Dispatches were sent by swift messengers into all the province of the empire, giving the order that all Jews, young and old, including men, I mean, including women and children must be killed, slaughtered and annihilated on a single day. This was scheduled to happen on March 7th of the next year. The property of the Jews will be given to those who killed them. A copy of this decree was to be issued as law in every province and proclaimed to all people so that they would be ready to do their duty on the appointed day. At the king's command, the decree went out by swift messengers, and it also proclaimed in the fortress of Susa. The king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa fell into confusion. Family, let's go back to verse... um. Let's go back to verse two. All the kings and officials will bow down before Haman to show him respect whenever he passed by. For so the king had commanded, but Mordecai refused to bow down or show him respect. Hallelujah. And we talked, I believe it wasn't the last word. It was the word before how the, 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 the Lord puts the light on the stand to display so everyone can see the light. And he has put you on display to take a stand. Hallelujah. And to, to be the light of the world as he called you to be. He has called you to be the light. 
And do you see how these people got mad because Mordecai knew he was to take a stand. Mordecai knew not to bow down to nobody. He knows that you serve God and God alone. That's what he knows in the mighty name of Jesus. So when these people, they got mad, these spirits on people, they began to make them enraged because it's these people that will not bow down to us. It's these people that will take a stand. Hallelujah. You see how money was being distributed in order to um be it was like a it was like money was being distributed into um destroying the Jews. Do you see that? Because when you go down it says when Haman saw Mordecai, this is verse five. When Haman saw Mordecai not bow down or show him respect, he was filled with rage. He had learned of Mordecai's nationality. So he decided it was not enough to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Instead, he looked for a way to destroy all the Jews throughout the entire empire of Xerxes. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Do you see how they were just like, well, we're, we're, we're going to distribute this money so then people can um, help us with destroying the Jews. Do you see how people had these plans against the Jews? Because it's they Look, they said it right here. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find that verse. Hold on, family. Let me find it. Give me a second. This verse eight, and it's like in the, in the you'll see it. It says. There is a certain race of people scattered through all the provinces of your empire who keep themselves separate from everyone else. Their laws are different from those of any other people and they refuse to obey the laws of the king. Hallelujah. And that just shows you right there that we are we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are separated. Hallelujah. As being believers in Christ, because we know that we only serve the Lord, our God. We know that that. Um, um, the Lord is a jealous God. We know that God is a jealous God and he will not tolerate us bowing down to any other lowercase g gods. We know he will not tolerate us having idols. He will not tolerate those things. So we do not bow down. When we see these lowercase k, lowercase k kings walking by, we do not bow down to them because we bow down to the king of kings and the lord of lords. So it's these spirits that get on people and, and they, they write laws and decrees to try to come up come up against the church, come up against the true um, children of God. Do you see how that's happening? Do you see how that's happening right here? And it's clear happening right now do you see where they're sitting here and they're saying if you don't do this we're taking this away from you if you don't listen to us about this you can't do that do you see how it's the um how these people are so full of rage because it's these group of people. That's what they like to think of us as. We're a group of people and we just not, we will not bow. But it's because we know that we are not of this world. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We know that being believers in Christ. So we have to take a stand. We can't bow. It says in the in Mark 4.22 that a light is put on a stand. Hallelujah. We can go there real quick. We can go there real quick. Go down to verse 22. And it says, Will anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. Hallelujah. And then we write in Isaiah 61. He says, Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord rests upon you. It says like that. Because we can go there because I know that might not be the word for word. And I need you to I need I need you to get this. I need you to understand this in the mighty name of Jesus. And it says, Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Hallelujah. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord arises and appears over you. 
Hallelujah. Do you see how in the book of Esther, God already had Esther positioned where he needed her to be. He needed, he had her positioned in the kingdom where she needed to be. And that's what God is doing with his people. He is positioning his people in his hour to be where he needs you to be. Hallelujah. Because yes, these people have made decrees. Yes, these people have made deals. But God says, I have positioned you in this kingdom for such a time as this. Such a time as this. This is your Esther season because you have been here for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? Do you hear what I'm saying to you in the mighty name of Jesus? So let's go back to Esther three. Yes, you see, God sees all and he knows all. He sees that these people are plotting this game. He sees that Haman is, is filled with rage. He sees these things, but he says, do not worry because I have an Esther in the kingdom. I have favor waiting for Esther in the kingdom. Hallelujah. I see the plans of these people, but I got an Esther, but I have an Esther. He said, hallelujah. I got an Esther. The Lord is saying, hallelujah. He is so good, y'all. He is so good. And you see how it says, then the king, the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa fell into confusion. Hallelujah. The, the, it, it's the confusion and we see it all around. Do it this way. Don't do it that way. Yeah, we said last week is this, but this week is that. Do you see how it's the, everything's in confusion? Open your eyes and see. One minute, it's okay for you not to wear a mask. Next minute, you need to have one on. The minute after that, you can go get vaccinated. The minute after that, we might need you to get a booster. Do you see how it's the confusion? It's the confusion. Hallelujah. Do you see how it was a decree that was made? to destroy all of the um the Jews because it's these group of people who will not bow. Do you see how after the decree made, after the decree was made, everything went into confusion? Who is the author of confusion? Hallelujah. And let's go to, let's go to Esther 4 real quick. And it says, hold on, let's go. Let's go to verse 13. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you escape while all the other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. If you keep quiet, listen, the Lord got a ram in the thicket. He going to use what we got to use if you're going to keep quiet. But just know how he said, he said right here, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. I'm here to tell you, perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Will you take a stand? Will you ask the Lord for the boldness of Christ to go out and say what his word has said? Will you take a stand or will you bow down? Which one are you going to do? Are you going to be a part of the people who, who have their own set of laws and rules and they don't listen to when Haman tells people to bow? They don't listen to what the king's decrees is. Are you going to be that? Are you going to be an Esther? Are you going to be queen for such a time as this? Hallelujah. It says, then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days, three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. Hallelujah. Listen to how the Lord is leading you in a time like this. God gave Esther the orders. You have to understand that you have to have the grace. What Esther said, she said, we're not going to eat or drink for three days. You got to have the grace for what God is telling you to do. You follow what God says for you to do. You go speak to who God says for you to speak to for such a time as this. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, these people have decrees written. Yes, they are in an exchange they money. Yes, they did these things but do you understand that God got an Esther he has a Esther 
Do you do you get that the favor that the Lord is pouring on you is for all his people It's for such a time as this. Do you get that? The Lord is showering you with favor because it's for the kingdom. It's for his kingdom. Hallelujah. It's for his people. Do you get that? Hallelujah. Let's go to um, Esther chapter seven. So the king and Haman went to Queen Esther's banquet. On this second occasion, while they were drinking wine, the king again said to Esther, Tell me what you want, Queen Esther. What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it's half the kingdom. Do you see how the same king, the same king that, um, that, because, you see how Haman was able to use the king to get uh, what he needed to be done. He was able to use the king to write a decree. Hallelujah. Because even he has, even the king says it. Once a decree is written, it is so. A king cannot, he cannot take back his word. He can't do that. Right? So do you see how he said the same person that, that the enemy used, God was able to use that person too? He gave, he showered Esther with such favor. He says, I will give it to you even if it's half the kingdom. Queen Esther replied, if I have found favor with the king and if it pleases the king to grant my request, I will ask that my life and the lives of my people will be spared. For my people and I have been sold to those who would kill, slaughter, and annihilate us. If we had merely been sold as slaves, I could remain quiet for that would be too trivial a matter to warrant to warrant disturbing the king. Who would do such a thing? King Xerxes demanded. Who would be so presumptuous to, as to touch you? Esther replied, this wicked Haman is our adversary and our enemy. Haman grew pale with fright before the king and queen. Then the king jumped to his feet in rage and went out into the palace garden. Haman, however, stayed behind to plead for his life with Queen Esther, for he knew that the king intended to kill him. In despair, he fell on the couch where Queen Esther was reclining just as the king was returning from the palace garden. Hallelujah. Do you see how now, now the enemy is her footstool because Haman was used, he was used as the enemy and he, and she was used as he was enemy. Oh my gosh. I can't even get the word out. He was being used as the footstool. Do you see how it says Esther was reclining? We went through this in the Esther series, but do you see how she was reclining? That shows you he was at her feet. He was her footstool. He was now looking to Esther. Can you save me? I know that King is intending to kill me. I need your help. Do you see how God, he got the ram in the thickest? Do you see how he, now the enemy is right where God wanted him, right at Esther's feet. Hallelujah. That enemy was loud. That enemy wrote a decree, but he is right at Esther's feet. Do you see how everything that God will has made, that the enemy has made for her bad, God is now turning around for her good. Do you see that? Do you see that? The king exclaimed, will he even assault the queen right here in, in the palace before my very eyes? And as soon as the king spoke, his attendants covered Haman's face, signaling his doom. Then Harbin, one of the king's eunuchs, said Haman has set up a sharpened pole that says 70 feet tall in his courtyard. He intended it to use to impale Mordecai, the man who saved the king from assassination. Then impale Haman on it, the king ordered. So they impaled Haman on the pole he had set up for Mordecai and the king's anger subsided. I'm telling you these enemies and these people, listen because we wrestle not with flesh and blood we wrestle not with flesh and blood but it's the evil enemies. It's the principalities behind people. You are going to start seeing people step in the same traps that they have set for you. Hallelujah. Do you see how that, that enemy, he had um, the, the pole already for Mordecai, but no, mm -mm, the, the pole was impaled. Yes, we see the pole was impaled, but it was for him. Hallelujah. He has fell in that trap that he has set for Mordecai, and that's what's about to happen to people. You are getting ready to see people harvest what they have reaped. Hallelujah. All of the plot scheming and planning all of this money that they were throwing here and there you will now see how they are going to fall into that trap themselves hallelujah do you hear what i'm saying do you hear what the spirit is speaking to you hallelujah people are going to start falling into traps that they have set for you hallelujah because listen 
It's reaping season. Hallelujah. We are in harvest. Hallelujah. We are in fall. Remember in the beginning, and this was a couple episodes back, the Lord said this fall, you will begin to see many fall because it's harvest season. Hallelujah. You're going to see people fall this fall because it's harvest season. That's what the Lord has spoke to me. Hallelujah. And I'm speaking it to you in the mighty name of Jesus because you're going to see it. Yes, in the natural, all we see was a decree is written. We see that it's poles that's being set up. Hallelujah. But God is like, chill. That enemy's about to hang himself. Hallelujah. That enemy is about to hang himself in the name of Jesus. Let's go to Esther uh, 8. On that same day, King Xerxes gave the property of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, to Queen Esther. Then Mordecai was brought before the king, for Esther had told the king how they were related. The king took off his signet ring, which he had taken back from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther appointed Mordecai to be in charge of Haman's property. Then Esther went again before the king, falling down at his feet and begging him with tears to stop the evil plot devised by Haman the Agai against the Jews. Again, the king held out the gold scepter to Esther. So she rose and stood before him. Hallelujah. Cause that gold scepter, that's that favor. The gold scepter is the favor. Go back to, um, I know that it's a subscription. You don't have to go back. You can go read this yourself. You don't even have to go back to the series. That was the Esther series. You don't have to do that, but go back and read that gold scepter is favor. Hallelujah. That was letting you know that Esther has favor with the King. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you God's people is receiving such favor because it's for a time as this. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, people going to be getting to step in them traps that they have have set. They are going to get impaled on poles that they have placed up. Hallelujah. Because we have seen the weapons form, but now we're about to see that they shall not prosper. I'm here to tell you it's the truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We have seen, we have seen the enemy get so loud. We have seen them get so loud. Hallelujah. We've seen them get so loud. Do you understand that they said that decree for the Jews a year before they said that decree a year before it was supposed to happen. Have we not been seeing things get worse by the year? Hallelujah. Have we not seen it? Have we not seen what was going on? Hallelujah. For a whole year, they had that decree hanging over their head that people wouldn't be able to slaughter and annihilate them. Hallelujah. But do you see how in, in chapter um, 8, how, the, how the, the, that was switching? Now it's the shall not prosper season. We walking in that shall not prosper season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we was in the weapons form season. That was the weapons form season back in 2019, 2020. But now we walking in a shall not prosper season. Hallelujah. Receive the shall not prosper season in the mighty name of Jesus because it's here. Hallelujah. It's here. And it says, Esther said, if it pleases the king and if I have found favor with him and if he thinks it is right, that, and if I am pleasing to him, let there be a decree that reverses the orders of Haman, son of Hamatha, the Agai, who ordered the Jews throughout all the king's provinces should be destroyed. For how can I endure to see my people and my family slaughtered and destroyed? The king, then King Xerxes said to Queen Esther and Mordecai, the Jew, I have given Esther the property of Haman and he has been impaled on a pole because he tried to destroy the Jews. Jews. Now go ahead and send a message to the Jews in the name, in the king's name, telling them whatever you want and seal it with the king's signet ring. But remember that whatever has already been written in the king's name and sealed with his signet ring can never be revoked. See, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. The enemy knows he 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 knows that God's word can't come back void. So yes, there was a time of captivity. There was a time of exile, but also there's a time where God comes back to his people and we are living in the times where God is returning back to his people. Hallelujah. Yes, there was a time for captivity. Yes, there was a time of exile, but now God is returning with that unfailing love. Do you get what the spirit is speaking to you? Hallelujah. 
So on June 25th, the king's secretaries were summoned and a decree was written exactly as Mordecai dictated. It was sent to the Jews and to the highest officers, the governors and the nobles of all 127 provinces, stretching from India to Ethiopia. The decree was written in scripts and in languages of all the people of the empire, including that of the Jews. The decree was written in the name of King Xerxes and sealed with the king's signet ring. Mordecai sent the, the dispatches by swift messengers who rode fast horses, especially bred for the king's services. The king's decrees gave the Jews in every city authority to you to unite to defend their lives. They allowed to ki- they were allowed to kill, slaughter, and annihilate anyone of any nationality or province who might attack them or or their children and wives, and to take the property of their enemies. The day chosen for the event throughout the provinces of King Xerxes was March 7th of the next year. A copy of this decree was to be issued as law in every province and proclaimed to all the peoples so that the Jews would be ready to take a revenge on the enemies on the, the appointed day. So urged by the king's commands, the messengers rode out swiftly on the fast horses, bred for the king's service. The same decree was also proclaimed in the fortress of Zusa. The then Mordecai left the king's presence wearing the, ro- the robe of blue and white, great crown of gold and outer cloak of fine linen and purple. And people of Susa celebrated the new decree. The Jews were filled with joy and gladness and were honored everywhere. In every province and city, wherever the king's decree arrived, the Jews rejoiced and had a great celebration and declared a public, a public festival and holiday. And many of the people other land became Jews themselves, for they feared what the Jews might do to them. Whew, family, the Lord is moving. He is moving, though. He is moving, I'm telling you. Because then you see, as I as you read verse um chapter nine, right? The victory of the Jews. The Lord he began to speak to me, right? And do you know how? Um, oh, let's go. Let's hold on. Give me one second because I want to get the right scripture for you. Hold on. Okay, family. I wanted to point it out to you in Judges 14, verse 6. And it says, at that moment, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. And he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. I'm telling you, just how the Lord, the spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon Samson. That's how his spirit is coming powerfully upon the church hallelujah because it was it was all it was predestined for Samson to destroy the Philistines he was there to destroy the Philistines do you hear me from the beginning it was preordained that he was going to destroy the Philistines and that's the same um how the Lord has preordained you for such a time as this it's because his spirit is coming powerfully upon the church powerfully hallelujah do you hear that do you hear even in Esther chapter 9 it talks about how the um Jews began to have the victory how they annihilated everyone hallelujah how how the people that were once going to slaughter them the, the Jews were turned around were able to slaughter them hallelujah do you get that do you get that the same people who was who had the power to slaughter them? It just switched that fast. It just switched that fast that the decree was sent out that anybody who eat like listen, we just we gotta read it. We gotta read some of it. Hallelujah, because I don't want to get the wording wrong. Hallelujah, and it says. So the Jews went ahead on the appointed day and struck their enemies with the sword. You see, with the sword, we keep on going back to the sword because it's the word of God. They killed and annihilated their enemies and did as they pleased with those who hated them. Do you see how just just at the, the turn of a page, how it switched? I'm telling you, it's just that quick. It's quickly. We talked about in the last um the last part one. It said quickly the Lord is going to do justice. It was just that quickly. Just that quickly. The decree was just written in, in chapter eight. Now chapter nine, the Jews have the victory, and that's what God is doing. 
Hallelujah. We had talked about the earthquake, right? Remember the first one? We talked about the earthquake and how I said the earthquake is because the Lord, he had told me, I don't want to say I, and you get confused. When I say I, I'm saying the Lord, the Lord first. And then he just, he downloads it to me. Hallelujah. So don't think that I'm just sitting here saying I, I, I No, it's what the Lord has said to me, but I have to tell you that remember, cause you hear my voice. Do you hear what I'm saying? But it's all by the leading of the spirit of God. Do you hear that? So when um, we was talking about the earthquakes, right? We got to go back to that. How we was talking about the earthquakes. So I want to take you to um, Matthew 24, right? Because it's a political earthquake. The Lord said it's a political. I'm not saying you won't see a physical earthquake. That's not what I'm saying. But it's a massive earthquake coming politically. And doesn't an earthquake come suddenly? They come suddenly. So let's go to Matthew 24. Verse 7. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. Hallelujah. And let's stop going so natural. Let's stop going so natural. It, it says nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. Hallelujah. Family, he's not just talking about like famines and earthquakes. He's talking about as the nations is going to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. He's talking about what his word can cause. God's word very so can cause a famine on the earth. We see that when Elijah spoke, no rain came from the heavens. So yes, it's unnatural. But if God, if he speaks famines over people, if he speaks earthquakes over people, it's going to happen. Not just a physical one that you see. I pray that this makes sense to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that it does. Let's go to um, Acts 2.26. And it says, no wonder, hold on, hold on, my bad, Joel, <laughs> my bad, Joel, oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, dang, I'm not going to stuff down, y'all heard it, 1626, I'm sorry, y'all, it's 1626, and it says, Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Hallelujah. And that's what it's causing. Because the enemy, he has tried to put God's people in this prison. He has tried to do it. But I'm telling you, a massive earthquake is coming. And the prison, the prison, listen, it says the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately opened. We know that Jesus said that he can open a door that no man can shut. And he could close a door that no man can open. You have to see what the spirit of God is speaking. He says he is, this massive earthquake is Causing for doors to open in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you see how it says immediately flew open and the chains fell off of every prisoner? The Lord is knocking the chains off his people in this hour. Hallelujah. Because it's a massive earthquake coming. And I'm telling you, it's coming politically. It's coming politically you got to pay attention to what's happening but and take heart because you have to know god is in control yes these people have decrees yes these people have um they have passed off money to each other you know but god got a ram god got a esther do you hear me he got a esther he got a esther do you hear me he has a mordecai that will not bow do you hear me that's what god got and do you see how Esther and Mordecai was able to work together in order to get a new decree to save the Jews? That's what God is doing in the world. He is doing that. I'm telling you, he is doing that. He is raising his people up. Hallelujah. He is doing it. Hallelujah. Um, hold on real quick. Okay, family. I want to take you to Ezekiel 28. 
Because the enemy, we read this in Revelations 12. The enemy is defeated. He is defeated by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. He is defeated. He is defeated. First, it happened in the natural. Let's go back to Revelation 12 because it always might be somebody. Who, this is the first episode you're listening to. So we're going to give you a brief run through real quick. And it says, um, uh, verse 7. Then there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. And the dragon lost the battle. And he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent, called the devil or Satan. The one deceiving the whole world was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to the earth. The one who accuses them before our God day and night, they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. Hallelujah. And family, we talked about this in the last episode. First, it had to happen in the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. But then you see how they, they begin to speak and we begin to hear it. That now we're going to see it in the natural. Now we are to defeat him by the blood of the lamb and by our testimony in the natural. The enemy is defeated. Do you hear me? He is defeated. Do not listen to any lie he tell you. Because I'm here to tell you that he is defeated by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. That's the thing, right? If you do not declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord, if you will not receive the blood, how can you defeat him? Because you need the blood of the lamb. And then you need your testimony. Do you hear me? But if you don't have the blood of the lamb, how can you get your testimony? How can you tell how good God is if you don't receive the blood? He is defeated. He is defeated. Listen to me. In the mighty name of Jesus, that serpent is defeated. All of his little demons are defeated. Do you hear me? He, they are defeated. Do not let him lie to you. I'm here to tell you he is defeated. Let's go to Ezekiel 28. A message of Tyre's king. Then the message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the prince of Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. In your great pride, you claim I am a God. I sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea, but you are only a man and not a God. Though you boast that you are God, you regarded yourself as wiser than Daniel and think no secret is hidden from you. With your wisdom and understanding, you have amassed great wealth, gold and silver for your treasuries. Yes, your wisdom has made you very rich and the riches have made you very proud. Family, I need to stop right here real quick. Because I'm here to tell you, when you see these harvests, the Lord just spoke this to me. When you begin to see people reaping these harvests, hallelujah, all who will not call on his name, you will begin to see them fall. You are going to start seeing people fall because the enemy is defeated. So anybody that's on the enemy's side, they are defeated. Do you hear me? They cannot stand up against our God. Do you hear what I'm speaking to you? In the mighty name of Jesus, they are defeated. You're getting ready to see falls of people because they are defeated. Hallelujah. Because they will not they will not confess that Jesus Christ is Lord they will not call on the name of the Lord so they will be defeated because the enemy is defeated do you hear me it says yes your wisdom has made you very rich and your riches have made you very proud therefore this is what the sovereign Lord says because you think you are as wise as a God I will bring against you a foreign army the terror of the nations they will draw their swords against your marvelous wisdom and defile your splendor they will bring you down to the pit and you will die in the heart of the sea pierced with many wounds will you then boast I am a God to those who kill you to them who who, who will be no God, but merely a man, men, you will die like an outcast at the hands of foreigners. I, the sovereign Lord has spoken. Then this further message came to me from the Lord, son of man, sing this funeral song 
for the king of Tyre. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red cornelian, pale green, Peridot, white moonstone, blue-green barrel, onyx, green jasper, blue lapis lizzles, turquoise, and emerald, all beautifully crafted for you and set it in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained you as a mighty angelic guardian. You have access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the from the day you were created until evil was found in you. Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banished you in disgrace from the moment from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from your from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your disobedient trade, dishonest trades. So I brought fire out from within you and I and it consumed you. Hallelujah. As the ooh, mm, Lord, can I go there? Can I go there, Father? It's the word of God. It's the conviction of God. That's the fire that's going to um, come out from within these people. These people are going to know, and that's what's going to judge them. Do you see how? So I brought fire out from within you, and it consumed you. It's the convictions of you knowing what God has told you. Hallelujah. You people, even in the wickedness, you know what is right, and you know what is wrong, because the conviction is there. Hallelujah. That's why it's um, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You will not turn to God to ask for forgiveness. You will not turn. And that's why it's the unforgivable sin because your, your heart is hard and you won't ask God to forgive you in order for you to have your salvation. You won't ask. You'll never will. So you see how the conviction is what's going to judge you because God is God. God is God. His word is so we see in these laws. Where did the laws come from? Where does why is it wrong to be a thief? Why is it wrong to be a, a murderer? Because God's law said so. You get what I'm saying? It's the conviction. It's the, it's the fire that's within people that's going to convict them because God is God. God is God and people will not listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And that's the unforgivable sin. It says, I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching, all who knew you are appalled at your fate. You have come to a terrible end and you exist no more. Then another message came from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the city of Sidon and prophesy against it. Give the people of Sidon this message from the sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Sidon, and I will reveal my glory by what I do to you. When I bring judgment against you and reveal my holiness among you, everyone will watching will know that I am the Lord. I will send a plague against you and blood will be spilled in your streets. The attack will come from every direction and your people will lie slaughtered within your walls. Then everyone will know that I am the Lord. No longer will Israel's scorn neighbors prick their tear at prick and tear at their at her like briars and thorns for they will know that I am the the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The people of Israel will again live in their own land, the land I gave my servant Jacob, for I will gather them from the distant lands where I have scattered them. I will reveal to the nations of the world my holiness among my people. They will live in safety in Israel and build home and plant vineyards. And when I punish the neighboring nations that treated them with contempt, they will know that I am the Lord their God. The Lord has spoken. He has spoken. Spoken. Oh, he is mighty, y'all. I'm telling you, that's it. That's that's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. Hold on, because he said something else to me while I was reading. Hold on, because he as he said something, I, I, and I took a mental note. Hold on. Give me one second, family. I'm getting the verse. 
Let's go to Zechariah chapter 1. Let's go to verse 15. But I am very angry with the other nations that are now enjoying peace and security. I was only a little angry with my people, but the nations inflicted harm on them far beyond my intentions. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I have returned to show mercy to Jerusalem. My temple will be rebuilt, says the Lord of heaven's army. And measurements will be taken for the reconstruction of Jerusalem. Says this, say this also. This is what the sovereign... This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. The towns of Israel will again overflow with prosperity. And the Lord will again cover Zion and choose Jerusalem at his own. As his own. The Lord is angry at these people that he has allowed to have power. He is mad. He's angry because they inflicted harm more than what he intended. Okay. More than what he intended. And you're going to begin, you're going to begin to see the, these things. You're going to begin to see God's righteous justice. You're going to see it because it's coming quickly. It's coming quickly. I'm telling you, okay, family? It's coming quickly. You're going to begin to see the hand of God moving, okay? Hallelujah, Lord. Is there anything else? He just, I hear him say, prepare, prepare, prepare for this move, this, this move of God, prepare. So, and the, the whole thing about this is signed, sealed, and delivered. The Lord was telling me that this, his decrees have already been signed, sealed, and delivered. Hallelujah. Through his people, the, the word of God, this, the Bible has been signed, sealed, and delivered. It's it and it's so his word is bond. Okay. His word is bond family. It's be his word has been signed, sealed, and delivered. Sit back and see what the Lord is getting ready to do. Okay. Sit back. Hallelujah. Sit back. You know what I hear? Because your redemption draw nigh. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get that Bible verse. Let's go to um, Luke 21 real quick because the Lord is speaking, okay? And it's uh, verse 28. And it says, So when all of these things begin to happen, stand and look up for your salvation is near. Oh, hold on. We got to start at the beginning. This is a banger, y'all. This is a banger. This is a banger. Okay, let's start at verse uh, 6. The time is coming when all these things will completely be demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Teacher, they ask, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to take place? He replied, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and saying the time has come, but don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't follow immediately. Then he added, nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Listen, family, when all of that stuff had happened, what was it in the... um? When they stormed, when they when they said when they said that they stormed the Capitol, right? When they said that, when they said it, I don't, you know, I'm just saying when they said that, weren't they saying insurrections? Wasn't they saying it was an insurrection? And didn't Jesus just say when it says, uh, and when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. And it says there will be great earthquakes and there will be famines and plagues in many lands and there will be terrifying things. Well, and then I'll hop down to verse 11. I'm sorry. Y'all. And things and great miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great perse- persecution. You will be dragged in the synagogues and prisons and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. 
But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you. For I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. Even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends will betray you. They will even kill some of you and everyone will hate you because you are my followers. But But not a hair on your head will perish. By standing firm, you will win your souls. And when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that the time of its destruction has arrived. Family, we see that, did we not? Then, 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 listen, then those in Judah must flee to the hills. Those in Jerusalem must get out and those in the country should not return to the city for those will be days of God's vengeance and the prophetic words of scriptures will be fulfilled how terrible it would be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days for there will be disaster in the land and great anger against this people they will be killed by the sword or sent away as captives to all the nations of the world. And Jerusalem will be trampled down by Gentiles until the period of the Gentiles be- come to an end. And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the cloud with great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up, for your salvation is near. It says, then he gave this illustration. Notice the fig trees, fig tree or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know what? without being told that the summer is near in the same way when you see all these things taking place you can know that the kingdom of god is near i tell you the truth this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have taken place heaven and earth will disappear but my words will never disappear watch out do not let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let the day catch you unaware like a trap for the day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the son of man. Every day, Jesus went to the temple to teach and each evening he returned to spend the night on the Mount Olives. The crowds gather at the temple early each morning to hear him. And you say, you see where he says, and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the son of man. Family. Listen, all he says, I'm going to quote what Jesus just said. He said in verse 28. So when all these things begin, it says when all these things begin, we see some of these things or not even if all of these things begin to happen. He says, stand up. Stand up. Well, stand and look up. But you see where he says, stand and look up for your salvation is near. Take a stand. Does your, your redemption, it's, it's your salvation is drawing near. Your salvation, I don't, I'm sorry if I said redemption. Your salvation is drawing near. Family, I'm going to leave y'all on that. Your salvation is drawing near. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Lord, unless you got anything else to say. That's it. So, family, I love y'all. I pray that this word has blessed you. I pray that you stay prayed up. I pray that you keep your garments clean. I pray that the Lord, when he returns, he sees you without a spot or speckle or blemish. I pray that you keep the faith. Hallelujah. And I pray that you stand, take a stand and look up because your salvation is drawing. Hallelujah. And just stay in the Lord's face. That's all I can pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And remember that that enemy, he is defeated. Okay? He is defeated. Hallelujah. By the blood of the Lamb and by your testimony. He is defeated. You go out and you take a stand. You go tell people how good your God is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay? So let's say it together. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves y'all. Bye.